Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. It's on. Hi there. <laughs> Welcome. We're still debating our topic. We haven't even got to express our opinions about things tonight, but we are still looking into the word, trying to come up with good things to say. Thank you for joining us. We are battle ready. We are believing the Bible, just believing what it says and trying to go through it and honor God with it. We are in Second Chronicles chapter 9. We kind of touched on chapter 9 last week, but we didn't finish it. We got very little into it. So we're going to start in Second Chronicles chapter 9. And while I get my stuff ready here, please introduce what we're doing tonight so I can see if there's any comments or things that come through. Okay, but I was wanting to talk to you about it. Okay. So if you're looking at something else, that won't work very well. But what I wanted to start with is, um, have you ever got, our pastor, Pastor Matt Smith, was talking the other day about getting in trouble for asking too many questions. And I can relate. Mm -hmm. But have you ever gotten in trouble for asking too many questions or the wrong questions that would aggravate people? Always. That's just the kind of thing that you do sometimes. Yeah. So, Matter of fact, we had this in training on, on our training at work because you train Friday. people <laughs> and we said you know be aware that sometimes new people and even old people ask questions and questions should not be a problem but why are they a problem they're a problem because people sometimes don't know the answer themselves and, they and that get makes annoyed, them feel stupid and they get right? annoyed with asking sometimes they feel like you're asking too many questions and you should know that by now and i'm just not going to tell you but a question should never be a problem so have you ever had questions now i'm not talking about just <clears throat> just normal questions but really hard questions aimed toward god mm -hmm. have you ever went to god with a question you'd be like i just don't understand this yes you know a lot and I've if, done if that a lot. you come to god and you can honestly and did he strike you with lightning the minute no. that happened i always feel like there are people yeah. who are much smarter much faster at and i and i mean that faster there are people who have studied the bible for years and years and years just like me and yet when a question comes up they get the first response and they're right there and they're ready to go i've never been that first responder i've never been the person who just jumps out with the answer do you mean like for an the answer. answer or for the question like it takes you longer to get the it answer it takes for me a little bit of time to process the question and think it through and then think about what the answer could be it's not that it's always a different answer it's just i'm not that person who jumps out and goes oh i know exactly what all this is i gotcha right and sometimes i That's think sometimes thing. there's people that they feel you if you let yourself you can feel inferior for doing that and you shouldn't it's it's the same process it's just how you, we do things a little bit differently i guess that's true and i think that's i don't think do you get the impression that god like from reading scripture you've studied it for all these years and you've been a bible teacher for all these years do you get the impression that god is offended by questions no i think he likes us to seek out questions and answers i think he likes it I mean, I, I've never, I've never felt, I've never, I guess I've just never felt like he would have said, that's real dumb. I'm not answering you on that. And do you, okay, so you're a trainer and you're talking about questions. You're training. I just got one more really, I'm, I'm aggravating you right now with questions. <laughs> no. But I have one more question about, so sometimes people <laughs> that you're training have a real honest question. You may or may not know the answer, but you're like, well, that was a good one. We need mm -hmm. to know that. We mm -hmm. need to nail that down. Mm -hmm. And some people are asking you questions with a different motive. Mm -hmm. They either want to derail the train and not talk about what you're talking mm -hmm. about, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I always heard in school there's no such thing as a dumb question. There actually is. There is dumb There's a, There are actually questions that are intended to disrupt, mm -hmm. and they're intended to spread doubt, not, not because 
nobody has an answer to it and you're so smart and so much smarter than anybody else but, but they're not what we're and they're not even here for they're not thinking about the same thing you're even thinking about you're, they're intentionally they can be questions can be intentionally malicious mm-hmm. we're not That's talking true. about that kind of question no. right they can be harmful and the reason i say that is because in second chronicles chapter nine solomon has a visitor and we've talked all along as we introduced solomon that solomon would be painting a picture of jesus christ in many ways mm-hmm. and showing what his nature is like in his personality even though mm-hmm. he's very flawed and there are all kinds of things in his humanity that we are not to emulate Mm-hmm. But he is painting a picture of something that's going to be pretty wonderful. Mm-hmm. And his visitor asks so many questions. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that we're going to get to in this chapter. He satisfies her mm-hmm. with answers. Like he, he's mm-hmm. willing to just go the distance mm-hmm. and answer what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think I am so glad that Christ is that way. That like when we come to him and I have been and I'm just I've said this before on battle ready. I have been offended by things I've read in the Bible. I've been offended by stances mm-hmm. God has taken in his word when I ignorantly didn't know why mm-hmm. he would say that or why he would do that. Mm-hmm. And I've been like, now God, that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Right? I've said that many times and, and I've never had God, never felt the feeling that he was angry with me for that or that he was frustrated with my questions or that that, I don't even think that's a lack of faith. I think that is... We're trying to understand the mind that is so far above our thoughts and so much higher than our ways. And he told us that. He said, right? my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. He told us that. Now, so if I he started can't be my... mad at you for asking a question when he already knows there's not any way you're really going to be able to comprehend that on your own. But if I started that question with that disrespectful tone of, you're going to have to prove that to me. Yeah, no, that's or a different Or accusing attitude. God that's a different question. of not being who he says he is in my question. That's like, a different question. You know, are you evil? Are you doing right? You know, that's a different matter. Mm-hmm. But when I just come to God and say, I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to, this is beyond what I can understand that you're doing. I've never felt like that made God angry. Because I, I think God wants to be known. Well, he says Do he enjoys, doesn't say, I can't quote it's it. It's the pleasure of a king to hide things. It's and the joy of man to, to uncover, seek it out. to mm-hmm. seek it out. To, and I think that that's a good thing to do, mm-hmm. is to try to seek it out with this thing in mind. You're not smarter than God. You didn't no. come up with something you didn't think of. No. Nope. And you can't accuse him of sin and, because he's not. And he's you, have to, you have to believe what it says. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know we say that. That's kind of the motto we're of saying. our podcast, what it says. So just believing what it says. I know that we're going to get into this lesson. It's going to talk about the Queen of Sheba, and there's all this debate about if there ever even was a Queen of Sheba. Well, or of was, course there was. And of course here. there was, because it's in <laughs> Scripture. But, you and know, maybe archaeologically, archaeologically, they will figure that out someday, somehow, something. They'll turn over a rock somewhere that says something. something. But it doesn't matter to me whether they find that rock or not. It's in the book. It happened. This is something... I, a little bit controversial. I don't think anybody in our audience is, is just rare enough to get offended. But like when you study history, what's really interesting is the people that write the history books are the people who win, mm-hmm. ultimately, right? Mm-hmm. So history is often left out huge chunks of things. And one thing I learned homeschooling my children, because I always, you know, you it, when I was in school, you heard about the great kingdoms of Europe and you heard about the great kingdoms mm-hmm. of Greece and Rome and the United States. But we didn't we didn't know about the great kingdoms that were in Africa and in the Middle mm-hmm. East. Yeah. We didn't learn any of that. 
Mm-hmm. And then when I started teaching my own kids and we were in a classical curriculum, we started studying these ancient cultures and the richest culture, the richest cultures ever on the face of the planet were in Africa mm-hmm. and Ethiopia and South Africa. And we started learning about all these kings that I'd never heard their names and never heard that they mm-hmm. conquered. And mm-hmm. we thought we had this one idea of what it was like to live in the Middle East and Africa, which was like just the sand and poverty. Does that and make sense? That's what's in my head. animals that ate everything and pygmies right? and yeah. Yeah. And then I found out how truly, truly ignorant that is that yes. I was and how I had not been taught. And the, th- that's why I think sometimes stories about like when they're saying, okay, she's from Yemen, she's from Ethiopia, all those kingdoms were together. Oh, there was a kingdom here. Mm-hmm. I think we're still piecing together what we've lost by only focusing on ourselves, ourselves mm-hmm. and our history. And there's a lot more to be learned. Well, and you know. know, that's true. And I'm right. And I, and I know this is controversial and I'm not trying to stir up controversy, I'm not either. but we know there were people here, sure. there were tribes and kingdoms and, and groups. And of we know that the people here, here weren't originally here. Yeah, they came from right, other places. Right. And so you know here what I comes mean? Columbus and all mm-hmm. of a sudden that's all we really know. We don't know anything. It's just yeah. like they were ignorant and animal lovers and we just, but that's not but what they were. Yeah. And, and they're finding that out now with some of the sure. stuff. And one of the but things... But also that they weren't always here. That, I, that's right, the other point. That they came like from there somewhere were, else. There mm-hmm. were people, what we find out when we talk about like the the Fort Ancient Indians, and I'm getting into way, hope way, hard, right, way farther than we intended, but it's a good point. That, well, but the, the peop, there were people, the people we discovered or came upon and the rich histories we found with Columbus overcame and conquered and came in on people who were already here. Mm-hmm. So you so know there was already right. a culture that's completely right. lost that were completely different. And and I'm not I'm And not, I just and just for the and just for the record, that, I'm, just saying, I'm not either. I'm just just beginning yeah. to understand. But if you think it's about fascinating. If you think about what you learned in school, or mm-hmm. at least my age what you learned in school, there was nothing here that was noteworthy like that. Just like you're saying in Africa, but there, there was. But in Africa, yeah. there was nothing that was a kingdom and but a wonderful was. thing. But there was. There and, were and and we discover things all the time and mm-hmm. new things all the time that say there was a lot more going on here now, than we painted a picture of in American history class when I was in school. Right. I know they're probably and doing just a, think a better job today, that, but it but, was yeah. that's not the picture you gave me. No, and they right? and I saw a um, a documentary last week where you know it says in here somewhere that Solomon had ivory and I'm not sure if that's in our lesson today I can't remember if that's in our lesson I think it is ivory stuff and they've always said well there was no ivory there's no you know in Israel there's not ivory there's not all that stuff but they have excavated a place where that's what they found was a whole room full of the ivory that they would have put along the walls and on the furniture and all the stuff in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem. <laughs> in like the place it, that they which said. Which she to, would have brought with her Which is exactly as what tribute this, to this says. This says that, that you should find that there. And, uh, and here we are, like, all the, what the Bible gives us is that she is a queen of the East. That the queen of Sheba, when this is written, the audience reading Second Chronicles would have known exactly what we, mm-hmm. the, the writer was mm-hmm. talking about. We've lost some of that information. We do. And, but what's interesting about that is depending where scholars say she was, whether she was from the southern part of the Arabian Peninsula or, or she was she from was Ethiopia. And then there's some who well, say she was there at all. The, but that's some, not an option. There's some but, that say she was part demon right. and she was this and she was the, and you That's know, not even worth considering. That's not e- it's not. But when you research this, when you look this up and you're studying this on your own, you're going to see those things. A lot of th- claims that because we things. don't have because they don't have it they don't have a good but from what I can find 
And the reason I'm mentioning this is because this tells you of the greatness and the, and the fame of Solomon and his wisdom and his riches because she either traveled, depending on where you think she's from, the top two choices, 2,249 miles to sit in his presence or, or 1,500 miles to sit in his That's a long trip. That's a big trip. And, and we know that at the end of the and last chapter... And she didn't fly on a plane. No. <laughs> but at the end of the last chapter, we have all the nations round about uh, paying tribute... And by tribute, we mean money mm-hmm. and honor to King Solomon's kingdom because of his greatness. It's, mm-hmm. he's, he's feared. He's renowned. He, everyone knows this is a great, great kingdom. What I think is interesting is when she gets here, and, and I don't mean to jump ahead, but just a little bit, she, we find out at the end of this chapter that he has these weapons mm-hmm. rooms. Mm-hmm. And on the walls of the weaponry Mm-hmm. what we say armory mm-hmm. there are these huge golden heavy shields Plates. which is funny kind of because gold Gold would be the most horrible thing to make a shield out of that you could Mm -hmm. come up with because gold is soft metal so it's almost like now bear with me because this is my thought Mm -hmm. and not okay it's almost as if solomon is trying to convince everyone he is a great warrior but the truth is he never had to be Mm -hmm. God fought his battles with mm-hmm. David's reputation and with the greatness of the blessings that he gave him. Solomon actually didn't have that to. That's, mm-hmm. that's where he parts company with Jesus Christ, who fought the ultimate battle. Mm-hmm. Solomon didn't have to. So, Solomon mm-hmm. inherited mm-hmm. This, this full blessing of God mm-hmm. that, that I think it's very symbolic that his shields are made out of gold. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, I'm tough, but not really. But not really. You know what I mean? Not really. Mm-hmm. Didn't have yeah. to be. Didn't have to be. And, and he lived in the blessing of God, like abundantly. And when you're in the blessing of God, this, there's abundance. You know, there is and going a, to come And a also time, a reputation. There is the going to be a time out. when we go to that mountain, we go to the king to see, is it as good as we thought it was? And he's mm-hmm. going to be better. That's exactly right. And that's, here's, that's kind of what she's, that's how she pictures this. But kind of the difference is... This is just what I'm saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Richie and I were talking about this. Richie's my husband. If you're watching this for the first time, I'm married to a man named Richie. And we were talking about um, what people are looking for when they come to Jesus. Because we did a lesson, a Bible mm-hmm. lesson this week at mm-hmm. a different place outside of the church. And we were talking about um, a group of people that believed on Jesus when they saw his miracles. But the next verse says, but Jesus not, did not commit himself unto them. And we were talking about what an odd thing to, to have said there. And it says he didn't do that because he knew their hearts. And what he knew what knew was they believed him. This is what I understand. You jump in. Mm-hmm. They believed him for what they saw that he could give them. Mm-hmm. There's another place mm-hmm. where it says, you're following me for the fish and the bread. Mm-hmm. Are you right? going to leave me too? Are, right? Mm-hmm. And a bunch do leave when he says things that are not just handing out fish and bread. And and he said, like, they believe him because, hey, we can we can get healed and we can get all these things That's that are going on that they're seeing him do. Mm-hmm. But we were talking, Richie's point today was the best thing you get by becoming a Christian is Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the treasure. Right? Yes. And when the Queen of Sheba comes all that distance to learn of the greatness of Solomon, the blessings, the miracle that God did in King Solomon's kingdom is what draws her. Mm-hmm. But what he should have been talking about when she gets there is God. Right? Mm-hmm. Is the source of all that. The mm-hmm. real prize isn't is him. God himself mm-hmm. and like she does say this little thing at the end mm-hmm. no, I don't mean to minimize she it does. she does say this thing like the God of Solomon must be really great but what she does not say is and now he's my God 
Mm-hmm. She's not being convinced to make him her God mm-hmm. by Solomon. True, true. She's just, do you know what I mean? She's so been impressed by all the things, but mm-hmm. she, the what the source of the things is eluding her a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Yes, but I think we do that as well. I, think, I do too. I think sometimes we just fall this far short of where we have an opportunity to make something known. We say, I want peace. He's the Prince of Peace. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I want I want to know joy, mm-hmm. joy unspeakable and full of glory. Right? Mm-hmm. I I know I need to be loved. The joy of the for Lord God to strength. love Sorry. the world, right? Mm-hmm. All that, but the prize is, is Christ Him. Himself, mm-hmm. not the things, not what I can get. Even though the things are pretty awesome, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the prize is the person of Christ Himself. Mm-hmm. And when I get and to I think where that's I'm going, he, we have a commitment. The prize is even better. Right, because then he well, he's just with as us. good now, he, but no, then he, I'll know it. He'll dwell with us, right? I'll know it more fully, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. I agree. So let's start okay. Second Chronicles chapter nine. I'll just read a few verses and get us going okay. to, through her, and then we can stop and talk about her some more. It says Second <clears throat> Chronicles chapter nine, verse the verse first. And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to prove Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem, with a very great company and camels that bear spices and gold in abundance and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him all of that, of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all, Wait a minute, I'm struggling on my words. And Solomon told her all her questions, and there was nothing hid from Solomon which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon, mm-hmm. go ahead. There, there was, was nothing, nothing hid from Solomon, Solomon which he told her not. So where's Solomon getting the answers? He's getting them from God. He's getting them from. So when she because comes that with was the questions, part of his blessing, right? Right. When she comes with the questions, Solomon's mm-hmm. getting the answers. From the Lord Himself, mm-hmm. it says, "When she asks the questions, God doesn't hide any of those answers. He mm-hmm. shares them with Solomon, and He mm-hmm. shares them with her. Again, the greatest prize, mm-hmm. right? Right, it is this one that Solomon serves, Which is not what Solomon we should, himself. Is what we should remember as well. Right? And and why would she think that she could go there and ask him all these questions? Why would she think that was a thing? Well, we know Solomon collected wisdom, and he wrote wisdom literature, and he mm-hmm. talked about all these things. We and learn he in was Ecclesiastes, like." plant husbandry astronomy all these things he uh, raising animals and and everything that he was into mm-hmm. like you can go through it and study the works and the studies of Solomon God made him exceedingly wise and he mm-hmm. was into everything mm-hmm. and she can come to him and she's every question she's got he has a resource mm-hmm. and which, nothing's which hid is from him nothing's too, held because back. it doesn't mean it doesn't mean she's dumb it means no. she's smart enough to think of these questions and, and she'd like to have an answer. And when it says she's proving him, that that's like it, she's testing him out. She's like, okay, I've you heard that you're very wise. You got an answer to this? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this. She's she's very smart, she's too. She's very smart Because woman. it takes mm-hmm. a smart person to ask a question. It does. To figure out what it is you don't know. And mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's been thinking about these things. She just, and I love that it says that, uh, what? How's the exact phrase of it? Communed with him of all that was in her heart. This is stuff she'd been carrying around. Do you have an answer to this? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And even if he doesn't, God, God does. does. Mm-hmm. I think God is wooing her through Solomon. Mm-hmm. And I think... Just like the Father woos us through Jesus Christ. And I think it's arrogant of us. I really do. I think it's arrogant of us. And this this is maybe just me. 
But it's arrogant of us to think that we have all the answers. I mean, mm-hmm. even as we, we read this word and we teach this word, my prayer and my heart is always, this is your word, God. Mm-hmm. This is yours. I don't presume to know how would I have every, I mean, I only know this much. And you can't see my hands maybe, but it's just, I can know this much of what, I can't comprehend all of this. But I have a resource. But but he is the and resource. I, and I can Help go to that to resource say and right say, thing and Lord, give it to us, thing. even if we don't know it. And it's like the lady said at the at the uh, Bible study this week, don't add to it, don't take from it. Here it is. Right? right? He can do that. But he, he can, can open it up to you mm-hmm. as well. But I can't change it, right? No. So... She, Solomon told her all questions, and there was nothing hid from Solomon, which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon and the house that he had built, verse 3 and 4, and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel, his cupbearers also and their apparel, and his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, It was a true report which I heard in mine own land of thine acts and of thy wisdom. Now, that's an interesting comment, being that you just said it was... What the distance was. How far away Between this is. Between 2,249 and 1,500 miles. Depending on... The Arabian Sea separates the two regions. I think she's from. Depending which one she's... That, that, think of the journey. And the news of him, the fame of him, has spread that far. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, when they told me, I couldn't believe it, but it's true. Mm-hmm. You are. There's no more spirit mm-hmm. in her. There's no more questions. Which is she's, kind of an old-time way of saying, like, she's ready to faint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's ready just to... She's done. It's, it's like, completely overwhelmed mm-hmm. by how great he is. Me too. Mm-hmm. When, when, when you think about this as a picture of Christ, that's how I get. Mm-hmm. When we get in church, and, and there's a lot of people who I'm so glad they go to my church, who lift up their hands and... They, sh- they shout glory to God, and they praise God, and they say these words. Most of the time, when I'm fully overwhelmed by the glory of God, I sit there and bawl like a baby and can't make a word mm-hmm. or a sound mm-hmm. or a song. I feel like that. There's no more spirit left in me. It's just like, it's like it's wow, all are you wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like more wonderful <laughs> than I have. The- There's times you feel like, I've got to get out of here. It's too. It's so good. We can't, I can't, take, we can't even hold it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do know what you and mean. And that's what she means. Mm-hmm. It's more than I thought. It was a true report which I heard in mine own mm-hmm. land of thine acts and of thy wisdom. I heard it. Mm-hmm. It's traveled. Do you think the news of God travels when it's that kind of service yeah. and it's that kind of worship and it's that kind of situation? But does that As news far travel? as I know, Solomon never fought any battles. He's not a warrior. As far as mm-hmm. I know... No. Do you know what I mean? When you think about who, He's that just everybody a, is paying tribute. Everybody is concerned with making peace with this great and mighty king. And then you say, what was great and mighty about Solomon? The answer is only God. Mm-hmm. The and blessing that he gave him and wisdom. prosperity and peace And he tells God. you that he asked for the wisdom mm-hmm. and God said, yes, I'll give you yeah. that. So he does, right? But well, now I David, just, you could say, look how mighty and strong he led these warriors. He won these battles. He did these things. Through the power of God, too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't David. It was God. He said that from Goliath onward. It's not me. It's God. But with Solomon's life, you have trouble pointing to why he's doing so great with any other answer than God it's said God. he would. He said he would bless him because yeah. he asked the right questions. He asked the right questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 6. Howbeit I believed not their words until I came and mine eyes had seen it. And behold, the one half of the greatness of thy wisdom was not told me. For thou exceedest the fame that I heard. 
In other words, even better. you're better than I thought. And I, I, know, I know we've said that a lot in this battle ready, but when we get where we're going, it's going to be even better than we thought. Mm-hmm. And we can't, we try to put the imagination on how great that is. We know it's awesome. It's never entered into the heart of man, the things that God has got prepared. And I guess what's come to my mind this week is that all those things that he's prepared, mm-hmm. if they didn't exist, which I know they do because the Word of God says they do. Correct. But if they all went away, he's still and he alone that. was my reward. He's still better that's than what so I can even good. think. That's the prize of heaven. Mm-hmm. It's not the streets of gold. Great. Mm-hmm. It, it, just like in Solomon's case, it's, it's not the mansions. It's not the river. All those things are wonderful dressing for a mighty king. They're, mm-hmm. they're gifts to his servants and his subjects, the people that he, that he loves. I should say he made me a daughter, not a servant. He made us yes. sons and daughters. But the, but the that. prize of heaven is Christ himself. We had that lesson, remember, once in Sunday school, and it's always kind of stuck with me. Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Mm-hmm. It's him. Jesus Christ. It's That's him. It. It's nothing else. Nothing mm-hmm. else even begins to compare. But her word says... I didn't believe about. I didn't believe what I heard about you. I didn't believe what I heard, but it's even better Mm -hmm. than I thought, right? And it's what Mm -hmm. it says. Behold, one half of the greatness of thy wisdom was not told me. They didn't Mm -hmm. even get. They didn't even only half of what I heard, or only half of what they. How do I want to say that? Um, What they said was half as good as you are. I always think that when I get to heaven, that I will. The biggest thrill to me. Beyond, I always think that the biggest thrill to me will be all the things I want to know. He's not going to get tired of answering. Like mm-hmm. he's not going to be no, he's not going to be frustrated. He's going to want to talk and talk and talk and talk. I I talk a lot, and mm-hmm. people get tired of me. No, they do. People in my life, are, okay, that's enough. You know, don't don't. But I feel like when I get in the presence of the Lord and I can everything I want to know, I feel like I'll have access to. He says, we'll know like we are known. Mm-hmm. I think that means people. And I also think that means what Stuff. we've been carrying around in our heart, like the Queen of Sheba. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I think when I actually get that opportunity and you see the fullness of God and you're in the presence of God, He will be so great that I won't need to ask my questions anymore. Sometimes I think will be gone. it'll just be like, oh, Okay. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I do know what you mean. I have a feeling that it'll just be like, well, of course. Mm-hmm. Because, because who be? he is answers the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't, I know that sounds like a hippie no. thing to say. But who, who <laughs> he is so not a hippie. answers the question, not some answer he has to explain to me. It's going to be obvious because of how great he is. Mm-hmm. And, not, you know? and what you heard... Is going I think to be, I'll be in less than half silence, of what perhaps. really it is. You know right? what I mean? Yeah. I think she's in yeah. satisfied silence mm-hmm. when it says her spirit's no longer in her. She's like, I don't have any more questions to ask you because you've, just you've seeing shown, the just, greatness that God's yeah. put on you tells me that it's it's okay. Just it's an honor just to be here. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree with that. I do agree with that. I don't know. And I think there's coming a time on earth when Jesus mm-hmm. sits on that throne. It's going to be the same way. They I go to the mountain of the Lord and the knowledge of the Lord. What's it say? Covers the earth as mm-hmm. it does the oceans and oh, the seas yeah. cover. the. I mean, it's as the water covers. It's, 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 it's something, something like that, that like mm-hmm. the water of the ocean. But seven kind of backs me up because happy are thy men and happy are these thy servants which stand continually before thee and hear thy wisdom. Mm-hmm. They don't need to say anything because they're just happy to be in his presence. Mm-hmm. He's so great that just being there is is the satisfaction 
the mm-hmm. blessing. That word happy is the word blessed. Mm-hmm. How amazingly blessed are they just to be where you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't it be nice if, I know they can't say that about us as individuals and as human beings, but couldn't our light shine just a little bit brighter so that they could be happy just being where we are? The Bible says in, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Not you. That's what Solomon's role was. Solomon's role was to just shine. Mm-hmm. Because God his, had his do, He just shined because God mm-hmm. is everywhere in His kingdom. God is pouring out the blessings on mm-hmm. Him. And, and it's a delight to everyone who comes into His presence just to be there because the blessing of God is mm-hmm. pouring out all over top of Him. And I thought, the closest we get to that as New Testament Christians and saints, I would think would be the verse that says that He inhabits Our praise. the praise of His people. Mm-hmm. And I think when I am praising God... I am literally standing before him mm-hmm. as a servant, as the per- like the, like these people who are blessed just to be standing there mm-hmm. in his when presence. I'm praising him. And do you know what the last thing you want to do when you're having a hard time is praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's like Satan will make that feel like the furthest thing. Mm-hmm. Like you'll be silent or you'll be grumpy or you think people will always say, go ahead and vent. It'll make you feel better. So you go to somebody, you tell them all the bad things, and you never feel better. You never feel. You better. never feel better. You're you, you feel tired, mm-hmm. but you never feel better. <laughs> but but I think if we could if we could get hold of the fact that if we start praising Him in those times, mm-hmm. we could, despite what's going on, be the in the presence of, the Lord of God. Is your strength right? And how mm-hmm. blessed we would be. We have access mm-hmm. when we praise to him. the King, to right? the person. We we don't even have to travel, however Mm-mm. many miles you said, to get to Him. He's ever present. Because that's what she says. The ones that stand continually before Thee, that's that's their place. Mm-hmm. When you come into the Your Throne Room or wherever you are, Solomon, they get to just stand there and be in Your presence. Mm-hmm. How, what a blessing that mm-hmm. would be! And then verse eight, she does say. Blessed be the Lord thy God, mm-hmm. which delighteth in thee thy God. Mm-hmm. to set thee on his throne, to be king for the Lord thy God, because thy God loves Israel, to establish them forever. Therefore made he thee king over them, to do judgment and justice. Do you know what I wish he'd figured out and what Solomon had said right here? Is he's not just the he king, can be my God, God too. he's the king your he God. can be your God as well. He's the God of heaven and earth. He's the God of the mm-hmm. universe. He's not mm-hmm. just God of Israel. Not, I don't know what God did in the life of the Queen of Sheba. Mm-hmm. I know he's a pursuer. Mm-hmm. I know he goes after those wherever they are. She made some attempt him. to find him. Right? And she, she does recognize that mm-hmm. the blessing on Solomon is from his God. Mm-hmm. But you don't see, what you don't see in here is him saying, he's not just the God of me. He can he's be the your God, God of you. Right? Mm-hmm. But she does say, Blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighteth in thee. And Israel. God loved thee, and he loves Israel. Israel. Mm -hmm. Right? And verse 9, And she gave the king a hundred and twenty talents of gold, and of spices great abundance, and precious stone. Neither was there any such spice as the queen of Sheba gave King Solomon. And And the servants also of Huram. You know him. And the servants of Solomon, which brought gold from Ophir, brought algam trees and precious stones and the king made of the algam trees terraces to the house of the lord and to the king's palace and harps and psalteries for singers and there was none such seen before in the land of judah i've never seen an algam tree but from what he's saying that's such a fine quality that the instruments made mm-hmm. were even more beautiful the instruments mm-hmm. made were even more valuable and and when you hear about being a gum algam tree 
probably with healing mm-hmm. set. You know what I mean? Probably fragrant, probably beautiful. But these mm-hmm. things, the richness of what Solomon is able to put together and the abundance God's blessing him with, sometimes I wonder how many times we get in the way of what God would like us to have, mm-hmm. what he'd like to bless us with. Mm-hmm. Because, he, I mean, again, he's not Solomon's God alone. He's my God. Mm-hmm. And God has not run out of blessings. He's not run out of things. He's not run out of wanting to bless his children. I mean, from lid to lid, Mm -hmm. you see him wanting to bless his people, Mm -hmm. wanting to draw close to them. Wanting them to ask questions. But he won't do it if it'll it'll make you further away, and he won't do it if it's over top of sin. And verse 12 says, And King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba all her desire, whatsoever she asked. Whatsoever she asked, besides that which she brought unto the king. So she turned and went away to her own land, she and her servants. And what did Jesus say in the New Testament to his disciples? He said, you ask anything in my name, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it will be done. He said, I mean, he's offered the same thing. What is it you want? What's mm-hmm. your desire? What do you want? Seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these things be added unto you. You. Mm-hmm. you don't seek the kingdom of heaven in order to get rich, but what your heart's desire is, God desire, he put the desire there. He wants you he to. He put that there mm-hmm. for you to experience. It is and if the you seek Father's him first, good pleasure. Right, to, to give, give us the kingdom. kingdom. And every, what's it say, every... Something imperfect gift, good and perfect gift. Comes down from the Father of lights. lights. Mm -hmm. And if we just would recognize that, if we would just, instead of looking for around about what you don't have, look about what you do have. Well, because old, gloomy, and dissatisfied people have told us for years that God's out to get us. And God's stingy with us. And He's unkind to us. And But the truth is, God wants to bless His people. I don't think... We're God just talking about material things, but God wants to bless those who love Him. Mm-hmm. He desires to bless His children, mm-hmm. just like I desire to bless my children. Just like and any good father, good what's it say? Would a, would a good father, if your child asks for bread, give him a what? I, I love it when like, my yeah, kids ask me to cook. Yeah. Because I love to cook for my children. You ask me for food, we're going to have a feast. Let's mm-hmm. have one. Let's have right? Let's feast. get together mm-hmm. and, and meet, not just meet that need, but go overboard. Mm-hmm. Making sure you have the everything you like. And you're not going to just fix spinach and no, things that I they do don't make like. spinach if they like spinach but the th- you know what I mean you know what I, I mean want you know what I'm saying you're not going to fix them gruel just because they want to I eat. want them to have good things mm-hmm. God and wants I think me to God have good wants things. us to have good things and I don't mean just things so does that mean More that we him. get everything we want and that it's all prosperity and it's all that I think it means that when you seek him first and I'm not putting any caveat on it's like God can't caveat on it like God can't do God it can mean whatever God God's put your desire, but but what I think it means is that putting Him first means you get who the prize is, mm-hmm. and when you get who the prize is, your wants change, mm-hmm. and your requests change, and you you find out that what you thought you wanted is a cheap imitation of what you really want. Mm-hmm. And now that I know what I want, I'm so fulfilled in Christ mm-hmm. that I don't. That worry if you about handed me that and asked me if I wanted to trade what I thought I was so obsessed with having, I would hand it back to you and laugh at you because I've got him Mm -hmm. it's even better Mm -hmm. right again Mm -hmm. it's even better it's always better i I think scripture i think i've noticed that phrase in scripture more in the last year that it's always Mm -hmm. better it's always more than what they thought half half they haven't even told you the half yet half yet of what you need to know we're about halfway through this chapter in verses 13 through 31 talk about just the gold and the Mm -hmm. and the 
ivory and the splendor i mean you guys can read that on your own but it's telling you about the kings Mm -hmm. that that uh give him tribute it's talking about the horses and the chariots which by the way he's not supposed to do Mm -hmm. and you know that from first kings uh, and deuteronomy and deuteronomy and and you know that and then you get to verse 29 you talk about the death of solomon we don't get in chronicles and we've talked about this a couple times we don't get the falling away of solomon Mm-hmm. And what when he de- falls into idol worship with his many wives, but First Kings chapter eleven gives you a lot of that. But if you go to twenty nine, it just says you want to read that through the it end. It says verse twenty nine says, and now the rest of the acts of Solomon, first and last, are they not written in the book of Nathan the prophet and in you the prophecy? That name. I'm sorry. I said we should recognize that name, Nathan the prophet. Nathan the prophet, and in the prophecy of Hijah the Shilonite. And in the visions of Ido the seer against Jeroboam the son of Nebat. And Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all of Israel forty years. And Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David his father. And Rehoboam his son reigned in his stead. I do want to say that the phrase I looked up today that slept with his fathers means he was buried where they were buried. He, mm-hmm. He's he's died and he's buried he's buried in the city of david his father doesn't mean that he's in heaven with his father it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that that's for god to decide and not me to well, decide right. what ended that's up happening with solomon right. his end was not great because he turned his heart away the bible but says don't forget too, he turned his heart away from god and worshiped idols and the kingdom was divided because of his sin his great sin caused a huge division as sin always does and that's what you see happen in chapter 10. But that doesn't mean I can say Solomon's not in heaven, or it doesn't mean I can say Solomon is in heaven. But that's it is interesting that they don't say Solomon is just gone and there is nothing. No. Um, Jacob There's something after. put his feet up on the bed and went with his fathers, mm-hmm. went to the father. It's, it's, the, it's like it tells you there's more. There's more, com- there's more going there's on. More. There's I'm more. I'm not here. told the more. And I, more. I just want to point out that in verse 16 or 17, it says, moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and mm-hmm. overlaid it with gold. And remember, I just said they couldn't mm-hmm. make ivory because that's not what they had. And that, that can't ivory be right. The Bible elephants. is wrong. But yeah. we, we see, well, and doesn't it say they brought peacocks and mm-hmm. apes and, and kings and king, oh, to all that? And kings uh, talk to him. Yep. Um, oh, it doesn't. Verse 21, too. When he's talking about all king the ships went to Tarshish, mm-hmm. and every three years they came back with, with all gold these and silver apes mm-hmm. and peacocks, and it's kind of like I always think of. I know I shouldn't, but I always think right there like Aladdin when mm-hmm. when he comes marching yeah. in with all Treasure this stuff, and he's and got all, all these things. Yeah, Solomon had plenty, and somewhere in here, um, it it goes. And I think it's interesting that the scripture always goes into a lot of detail about those horses. Because that's in Deuteronomy what it says. He's not supposed to get into himself all these horses, and he's going to make your daughters bakers. And all. I mean, he does all this stuff, but it, it always goes right on. And in verse 27, I can't help but I have to point out that it says, And the king made silver in Jerusalem as stones. Silver's not important. Gold's important. But silver, we know, is important, and it is a high-quality metal. But here it is as stones on the street because it, it's not... It, there's so much abundance that they're mm-hmm. not even fooling with that. So I don't know. Yeah. I just think that's interesting that scripture. It does. You know, you would think it would hide some of the. I don't know, crasser things, the things that you know you just don't even. We're just, we're just gonna let that go. <laughs> but it, te- uh, but it tells but it all. The intention of this author of Chronicles is to tell them this that was God had given day. us a great kingdom. 
This was he's the going kingdom. to give us an even greater kingdom. That's exactly what he. That's what he. He's not telling us all the the details of his fall because that's not the point of this one. Mm-mm. The point of this book is to say, look what to God did here. Remind you where you are, and Who he's are going you? to do even more. It's going to be so here's even better. So don't you feel? Don't you feel like this is to remind them who they are? This is your God, or who He is. No, like who is mean. the king that's promised? This is the that's king you've I mean. already experienced, and guess what you've been promised? Mm-hmm. This It's going to be even greater. And don't forget it, just because mm-hmm. it took a while to get here. Don't forget it. And it's almost like you when you tell them about the story about Solomon after they've been in Babylon for 70 years, and they've returned and rebuilt the temple, but they're having a hard time. It's almost hard to believe it could have ever been that great. But this isn't the only one who wrote about the greatness of this kingdom. Mm-hmm. He, he's reminding them of what they already know. Mm-hmm. And he's saying it was that great. And, it and it's true. going to be greater mm-hmm. in it's the presence of that king that lasts forever. So what's interesting about the next chapter, and I hope we start it, we may not finish it. What's interesting about the next chapter is that he's got a thousand women. Mm-hmm. And we hear about one son. And we hear about one son. I... Now I can't. I don't. I can't explain that. I can't tell you why. Yeah. He's got a thousand women. He's got one son that we listen to. Yep. That we is recorded in scripture. No other is named Mm-mm. of Solomon's sons. You don't think that's weird? I think it's very weird, but it's very true because this is where the line is. This is where. It, this is what. And I am more impelled every day that there's not one single thing in scripture that's there by accident. Mm-hmm. I haven't figured that one out yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, but it's, I haven't but figured it's out why that is. But and, and don't forget one the chronicler of this book is and the son to is his worst where, nightmare. Here's how we got here. Here's where we are. Solomon says this thing that I'm really worried about is that all these things I'm going to put away and do, and, and I'm going to have a son who's going to come up who's and be going stupid. not going to know anything and ruin it all. Actually, the truth is, Solomon, your biggest enemy and your biggest fear should have been yourself because it's Solomon's fault the kingdom's divided it comes mm-hmm. to pass in the days of Rehoboam his son mm-hmm. but it's but Solomon who God judges and mm-hmm. says and and before Rehoboam even comes to the throne mm-hmm. God has sought out Jeroboam the mm-hmm. son of Naboth and he's already and told him he, he's going to be he's over in the Egypt mm-hmm. what's he doing in Egypt he shouldn't be in Egypt he's not supposed why to go is back Jeroboam there? in Egypt they're not supposed to go back there did you look up any of that today no, like I didn't. what he's doing there no there, I, what I had read, and I, I'm trying to figure everything out, that Solomon had run, but is that is that wrong history? Is that right history? Is that based on scripture? That he had been run out of there by Solomon. You know, I think in First Kings, I, or I think it tells that us that. That it's in Kings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I think it's about you said eleven was where he uh, did look this, at so like I First Kings 12. twelve or eleven and see what Jeroboam's doing in Egypt. Let me think. I I should know that. It's been a while. Hang on here. Fourteen, thirteen, twelve. Um. <laughs> Rehoboam, where's Jeroboam? Here he is. He's in. He's still in eleven. No, he's in twelve. Rehoboam went to Session. Session. Let's see. It came Shikam. to pass that Jeroboam, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he was fled from That's the presence of King Solomon. Okay, so first yeah, he'd been run out. I forgot that. Yes, into Egypt, mm-hmm. and we're not really told why. It just says in Jeroboam. Uh, you know what? I think it does. Let me see. Egypt. B. Where does it say? First Kings eleven forty. 
And the rest of the acts of Solomon, all he did, and no, but I guess it doesn't. I know there is something somewhere, but I don't. I, right now, I'm not bringing it to mind. Okay. Um, when Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he was fled from the presence of King Solomon, and Jeroboam dwelled in Egypt. And they sent and called him, and Jeroboam and all the congregation of Israel came and spake unto Rehoboam, saying, Thy father made our yoke grievous. Yeah, and that's what we're going to read about right, here. and that's where he starts. So, and when Jeroboam hears, he kind of is like the leader. He comes back and hears mm -hmm. about, and kind of leads this mini revolt. Mm -hmm. and, and if the kingdom is as great as we just said it was, and we just claimed that it was in chapters 9, and eight. Mm -hmm. If the kingdom's that great, what are the people revolting about? Why are they angry? I'm thinking it's because of um, taxing and money and stuff. But right now, I don't know. So that. Let, let's read through chapter. So let's let's read through verse five first to start with. And Rehoboam. Oh, this is Second Chronicles chapter ten. 10. And Rehoboam went to Shechem, Shechem. <laughs> for to Shechem where all Israel came to make him king. Where's Shechem? I know the answer. I don't know the I, answer. I did look this up. Shechem is like right geographically the center of what, in just a few lines, is going to be the northern kingdom. Mm. The fact that they are all met at Shechem and Rehoboam has to go up to them mm -hmm. speaks already of the fact that he is not as well respected as, as King Solomon. Mm -hmm. They should come to him, not him coming up to them. Mm -hmm. Right? So sense. he's got something to prove. That's kind of an issue already. But I went back in and thought, there's nothing in here by accident. Mm -hmm. right? right? So here's the things that I found that happened at Shechem. And I hope I can find my notes. But do you remember the time when God takes Abraham out and he has him put all the sacrifices divided mm -hmm. in half? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So they're all laid out and prepared. The sacrificial animals that he has, that's at Shechem. When God sends the fire and devours those things and he says to Abraham, I'm going to give this land to your people, right? Mm -hmm. he, he makes that promise to him. That's at Shechem. Mm -hmm. Something else that happens there is that I uh, wrote it down here. It says that Jacob, when he got serious about God, he actually he built an altar. He builds an altar. Right after he gets right at Bethel, mm -hmm. he builds an altar at Shechem. Joseph's bones are there. Yes. I want to say when we did the Samaritan woman, it's Shechem's not too far from where that is at, too. And what's interesting about all three of those things, if we think about it, okay, mm -hmm. they were lines in the sand in a way. Mm -hmm. So in Abraham's sacrifice divided, what was, why did God have him do that, do it that way? Well, we know that God told Abraham about their, their slavery in Egypt. We told him that mm -hmm. he'd send a deliverer. Mm -hmm. We told him, he told him all that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. But then he has him do this and he's got two, mm -hmm. right? And the fire of God in between it, doing what the fire of God does, which is he's in charge of it all. Mm -hmm. He is consuming it all, accepting it all. He's a consuming fire, right? Mm -hmm. So here we have the division of this nation. We're going to find out that we're going to have 10 tribes in the north and and, and we're going to have two in the south, half of one, things mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. but, but what's going on is that even though there is a division here, God is in the center of everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason that's important, I guess, or important to me, is that when Jesus walks the earth, he does more in the northern kingdom than he does in Judah in the southern kingdom. He, the, he says, the miracles I'd like to do here, I can't do for their unbelief. But up here, mm -hmm. right, he, miracle after miracle after miracle is seen of Jesus. So it's kind of interesting, that idea of the dividing line. With with Jacob building an altar there, it's almost like Jacob has divided 
his old self from his new self, right? Now, I know there's no born-again experience in the Old Testament. But when God changes him to Israel and, and he, he finally right, submits himself to the God's will, mm-hmm. he builds an altar at Shechem. Dinah. Dinah happens this at Shechem, Shechem, which mm-hmm. is another division. I knew that. I, right? I was trying to think. I wanted to make and sure. And that story so is an awful quick. story. Mm-hmm. But it's another story of division. Mm-hmm. Um, because Jacob says to his sons who, mm-hmm. who get revenge on a whole town full of people because of the sinful act of one of its leaders with his daughter, Dinah. Mm-hmm. When, when the, mm-hmm. 12, the 12 boys, probably not all 12, but when the boys go and get that revenge, mm-hmm. he says to them, you've made us stink in the nostrils of our neighbors. You've made them hate us. Mm-hmm. Division. There's the sign, the, again, division. Mm-hmm. Joseph's bones being there. Is division. Separated from where, right? And they're there's, in Samaria. That's what, and when Jesus and said Jesus' Samaria. time, that's Samaria. Mm-hmm. And in Jesus' time, you know, we, we talk about the woman at the well. There's that division. Mm-hmm. Again, the same Separation. picture mm-hmm. is that division of, of we have the, the real believers down here. Mm-hmm. But where's God able to do his miracles? Mm-hmm. Where they think they're not even worthy to talk to or eat with or sit with? Up here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's true. I found it interesting that, is that interesting. Rehoboam is called to Shechem, to, Shechem. to that place mm-hmm. of division. And yet what I'm reminded of is that even in his foolishness and in the judgment for Solomon's sin, God is that consuming fire that's in charge. Mm-hmm. He's already gotten Jeroboam. Mm-hmm. And here's another thing about God that constantly throws people Jeroboam is an awful king. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to be an awful king. He chose to, mm-hmm. to start them on idol worship and all these other things. But God uses that to judge them for their sin as well. Like every time you get in the, when it talks about kings later, it'll say, and he sinned like Jeroboam, mm-hmm. the one that caused Israel to sin, right? Mm-hmm. So just because God brought it to pass doesn't, doesn't mean, mean his blessing was on Jeroboam over than Rehoboam. Rehoboam's going to have the line of Christ, mm-hmm. right? But sin separates, sin is judged, sin is dealt with. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Isn't it, it is interesting. It's an interesting thing that God doesn't just do the things that you like. That's the Jesus that we paint today that it lies to people. We tell people that if you come to Christ, everything's just going to be wonderful. And, and everything, you know what? You will still have to deal with the things that right. the things that are judged and the things that you need to repent of the things you need to restore god paid your sin debt free and clear you you go to heaven because christ paid for it help us not to forget that but there are things in this life that we need to restore mm-hmm. I, am i off track no nope, you are right but i think think about the story of zacchaeus when jesus came into the house jesus accepted him fully I'm coming to your house. I'm going to be a part of your life. Come into mm-hmm. your house. Mm-hmm. But Zacchaeus had to go pay back and he three said, times. What he, he said say? That, threefold? Right? Is that what he says? He says that he Over will. what he owed. He had to restore some of those things that there was judgment on. Mm-hmm. You, you were dishonest here. Mm-hmm. And you have some work to do. It's kind of like you know? what I say, and I've said this a lot recently. I think sometimes you... you know, You're not paying for your sin. But you no. can't follow Christ and not... Start restoring the things that you've broken. You and kind of reap what and, you sow a little and bit. And you're going to reap, yeah. although my sins are paid for. Even though that my sins completely. are paid for, you still reap what you sowed, yeah. right? And I and I, t- I say it in a joking way, but it seems like it's very true in my life right now. All those idle things you say, 
come back to get you and you have to live you have to suffer with that even though we're living in the grace of christ and mm-hmm. we are forgiven and loved mm-hmm. and accepted yep. and yep. but he'll bring to your mind hey remember you said remember when you said that, that wasn't and right. now it's you yeah. right now, remember that when right. you did that now it's you yeah, yeah. yes yes um verse three and they sent and called him wait did i get to no, and it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who was in Egypt, whether he had fled from the presence of Solomon, the king heard it. Yep, I did. That Jeroboam returned out of Egypt, and they sent and called him. So Jeroboam and all of Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam, saying, Thy father made our yoke grievous. Now therefore ease thou somewhat the grievous servitude of thy father, and this heavy yoke that he put upon us, and we will serve thee. And that's interesting because didn't it say he didn't put the Israelite people as servants? He made mm-hmm. them masters and rulers. and He did. He, he put <clears throat> to tribute uh, foreign tribes that were in the kingdom, and he put to tribute neighboring <laughs> tribes that were in the kingdom. But, he, but by this time, you've got, you've got these people following Jeroboam who has been run out. So I think that that's worthy to say that, okay, this, this is not a well-loved citizen of the kingdom. This is an enemy of the kingdom who's been driven out, who's coming back, and there's an unrest and a stirring among the people. What do they mean by servitude? Now, what, are the, what are they well, saying let's back that he's up for done? Just a minute. I don't think there's ever a situation, ever, when God is making a point that there isn't a little revolt somewhere, right? Even when things are going really, really well, and He removes that hedge of protection, and He removes that feel goodness and he removes some of that blessing you're always going to find a little bit of revolt i'm puzzled because i don't know what's not here i don't know when we put first kings in this together mm-hmm. and he starts building all these temples to the false gods of his wives mm-hmm. is he taxing them for that is he taxing I, what i don't know mm-hmm. is why they feel used and put upon right now Mm-hmm. Because what they say is our servitude to King Solomon has become grievous. Somewhere between we're kicking silver out of the street mm-hmm. to this verse, mm-hmm. something's happened. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't, and I'm not given what's father happened. And the heavy yoke that he put upon us, yeah, and we will serve. Thee. So either the people saying this are people in the kingdom who are not. That it could be that these are the people living in the kingdom of Solomon who are not mm-hmm. Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Could be with the, Jeroboam uh, out of Egypt leading the way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that though, so I can't put that there. Mm-hmm. And it could be that something has changed mm-hmm. from that era to this end, this death of Solomon, in what he's asked the people to do. If they had been very, very prosperous, and then toward the end when he falls away from God, the blessings kind of fall away too. I can see where they'd say, hey, 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 mm-hmm. wait a minute. Wait, I want to go back wait to a what minute. we were. Yeah. I, and now I feel like I'm under a burden and under a yoke. Mm-hmm. I can't put that in there either. Because it doesn't say that. I'm just throwing out some thoughts mm-hmm. because we're not given that. But we do know that what they feel right now is let up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You've got, we've got a heavy yoke. And he and King Rehoboam has some and decisions to be. make here. Don't think too. Don't, don't, I mean, I know this is just another option, but it could be all this trade and commerce you know, it keeps them busy. You'd have to be working nonstop to keep up with your lifestyle. I mean, it would be, you could see where their economy could be hard. And you don't feel that up here though. No. You feel the the great blessing of God. But when we get to, after Solomon has passed away, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And this is, and this is a brief period of time because he's just being crowned king. 
mm-hmm. Rehoboam, from the death of Solomon to the crowning of Rehoboam, they feel like they've been misused. Mm-hmm. That, they do. I can say that with a surety because that's, that's what they what say. It says. Mm-hmm. That's what it okay. says. And, and keep reading. And he now. said, verse 5, And he said unto them, Come again unto me after three days. And the people departed. Mm-hmm. So they came. Give me they time told to make him, a decision about no, what to do. He went to them. He went to Shechem. They told him what the problem was. He's taken three days to decide about it. Interesting that there's three days there, by the way. And King Rehoboam took counsel with the old men that had stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived, saying, What counsel give ye me to return answer to this people? And although... I really want to get into all of it since we're getting close to to 8 o'clock. I think we should stop at that verse. So his first impulse seems like a good one to me. Mm -hmm. He goes and he gathers the advisors of Solomon that are still Mm -hmm. alive, these older men who have seen the greatness of the kingdom and seen the blessing of God and seen the prosperity of the kingdom. He says, here's the situation. Here's what they've said. They've said we need to lay off a little bit on the taxes, take off this guilt. They feel like I'm asking too much of them as far as service. That's what they've asked me to do. And what do you think, the wise heads and the leaders of Israel, how do you think I should handle this? Mm -hmm. His first instinct seems like a very good one, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But he's not going to listen. But here's kind of like where I'd like to end the discussion. I don't want to end it right now. But where I'd like to end the discussion is, have you ever heard the phrase, and and we use it like in modern, your advice shopping? Mm Mm-hmm. Have you heard people talk about that? So it's like something happens in your life. You have a decision to make or somebody's done something to you that you didn't like. And you go to your friend and you tell them all about it. And you kind of paint a very sympathetic picture of yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they tell you, now, you know, I think you played a part in that too. Have you thought about, and you don't like that. Mm-hmm. Right? So they've, they've, as a friend, as a counselor, what they've seen, they tell you back. And it wasn't the answer you want. Mm-hmm. So you go so find instead of friend. thinking about that, you go, you shop around until you find the person who will tell you what you wanted to hear to start with, mm-hmm. which is usually, I can't believe they did that to you. Mm-hmm. Poor you, baby. And, and, and we should say something to them because that is not right. And, and really, I, I wouldn't want to be friends with them at all if they treated me that way. And how dare they? And some mm-hmm. people are so mean and rude. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't believe it. But we'll shop until we get the right answer. Mm-hmm. Or the answer we like, not the, the right answer. The answer we're looking for. The answer that already says what we think. To me, Rehoboam already knows what he wants his answer to be. Because when the wise men of the kingdom tell him, Here's Speak what we good. think you should do. He doesn't say much. He, he doesn't just says, stop. If you be kind to this people, please them. Speak good words to them. He's not telling them. He's not saying, go give them everything for free. And He just says, be kind. You know please what he says? He saw, the old men kind of look at Rehoboam and they say, instead of acting like you're the king, <laughs> the Lord of everything, mm-hmm. Why don't you humble yourself just a little and, and speak friend. to them like your brethren? Mm-hmm. Speak to them like that God has given all of this and we're his servants. Mm-hmm. That's the way David it just spoke. Says, be That's kind. how David talked, right? Be kind and please them and speak good words to them. Speak good things. We, we spent a long time when David is crowned saying, look how he honors these men. Mm-hmm. Look how he honors these servants of God and these priests yep. who are faithful yep, on these yep, men. Yep, yep, yep. David was like, it's God who gets the glory we're just working for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think the old heads say to Solomon, should you try that? To Solomon's son. <laughs> should, to mm-hmm. Solomon's son, Rehoboam, they say, maybe if you humbled yourself a little bit. 
Well, you got but if to... you feel threatened and you're young, mm-hmm. right? You feel like you got something to prove. You get this idea that if I don't act tough, if I don't act powerful, if I don't act in a certain way, they won't respect me. Mm-hmm. I, it's too risky to humble myself. It's too risky mm-hmm. to... Mm-hmm. Now, this is happening because God has sent judgment. It is. This is a hard thing to understand. It's going to happen because mm-hmm. God judged the sin of Solomon. Yep, and he says that. And he, he says, says that's that. why I this calls, is happening. This is, this is all because of that. Layers but, of meaning here. But it's also happening because of the pride of Rehoboam. It's also happening because he won't heed the advice that isn't what he already thinks. Mm-hmm. That's not already what he's thought should happen. Mm-hmm. And I think if we're going to apply that lesson, right? Mm-hmm. I have to apply that lesson to me by saying, when someone I love hurts my feelings by telling me the truth, mm-hmm. I need to thank that person. I need to humble myself mm-hmm. and receive that and listen to what they have to say. And when someone who who do, who doesn't love me tells me exactly what I want to hear, I need to be skeptical about that of anybody who comes to me and tells me everything I want to I hear. I always think it's kind of like bizarro land. It's upside mm-hmm. down world. It's everything is the absolute opposite of what what you think it should be, right? God he God is in control. It's not you at all but here we go I mean you got to forgive those you got to take the bad you got to take that good advice and love them anyway you know and we don't we nobody likes to be told they're wrong nobody likes to hear anything that sounds like we're saying you should do better none of us They'll do. say, quit judging me yeah nobody Thomas wants Sewell to hear says that. if you want to serve people if your heart is to serve people you tell them things they don't want to hear and mm-hmm. if you want to if you want to own people, you tell them what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. He's talking about government. He's mm-hmm. talking about leaders that mm-hmm. run for office. He's like, the, the leader you want is not the one that makes you jump up and down and cheer. Mm-hmm. The leader you want for your country is the one that will tell you the hard truth and say, here's what we need to do to get out of this mess. This is the sacrifice mm-hmm. we're going to have to make together to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he said, when you have a leader who comes in and he tells you how great everybody is and how n- there's nothing wrong in America and, you know, this, we're just the best. And he, that person is not doing you a favor. That person wants to own you. Mm-hmm. They and want they to do. use you. And they do. Because they tell you what you want to hear. And we don't like, as a nation, as a people, as a church, individuals, we do not like people to tell us that there's a, the problem is me. Mm-hmm. And the we don't want to hear that. That you could do a lot to help yourself if you'd have a little humility, right? Mm-hmm. And and before stay God. humble before God. He can't use you. He can't do things through you. He will do what he wants accomplished. But it's a whole lot easier on you if you allow him to. God be will God. do what he's going to. Accomplish. He's going to do what but he wants it, to do. Do you want to be the moral of the story, <laughs> or do you, you want to be, the, be the victor of the story? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yes. Do you want to be the hard lesson learned? Well, we are out of time. So in summation, we've got still a lot to learn in Chronicles, and we're going to talk about now a divided kingdom and how it gets where it's going. And it is still being chronicled by somebody who's on the other end of the judgment of some of this now. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get to see their perspective and their Mm -hmm. point of view on that. Keep your Bibles open. Study the Word of God. Believe what it says. Join us next week for Battle Ready.